Welcome to the Wellness Revolution Podcast, the radio show all about wellness in your mind, body, spirit, personal growth, sex, and relationships. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have achieved physical, mental, and spiritual health in their lives. If you'd like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit drveronica.com for instant access. And here is your host, Dr. Veronica. Okay, everybody. Thanks again for joining another episode of the Wellness Revolution. We have a treat today. I'm looking for people who do what I do, but in different ways because we all have to work together. So today I'm bringing to you another medical intuitive, and I'm so excited about that. There are 7 billion people on earth. There are 330 million people in the United States. What does that mean? That I can't take care of everybody. No one can take care of everybody in the world or on earth. So that means that we need to have other people who do what we do, that we can all work together and network together. And every once in a while, or should I say a lot, people can stump us and we want help from other people who know. So... I want you guys out there to know that you have to expand your team and expanding your team means that you need to have not only traditional MDs, but massage therapists and chiropractors and naturopaths and medical intuitives and homeopaths and functional medicine doctors and whoever trainers, nutritionists, whoever fits the bill at a particular time in your health, you have to put them on your team. So what is being a medical intuitive all about? I'm just going to tell you because this is, this is really important. There are three sides to the triangle in health. There's the structure. That's how the, you can see that pretty easy. There's the physiology. That's the stuff underneath that while you're eating something or taking a supplement. But then there's that emotional piece. And that emotional piece is at the bottom and holds everything else up. If your emotions aren't in order, you know it's called stress and it affects your body. So today I'm going to have a a conversation with Katie Beecher. She's a medical intuitive. She started her life off doing something completely different too, and we're going to talk about it. So katiebeecher.com is where you're going to go and take a look, and we're going to have a medical intuitive discussion, and I'm so excited about this. So Katie, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. So first, Katie, talk about where you were before, where you started your life. I know you have a history of eating disorder. Tell us about that because there are a lot of people who have those type of situations that are figuring out, well, what do I do? Yeah, there's an awful lot of people. Um, My family background is fairly dysfunctional, like a lot of people as well. When I was 16, I was very bulimic and suicidal. I was throwing up three times a day and I decided that I really couldn't live that way anymore. And it was divine intervention. When you're 16, you know, you really aren't equipped to know what's going on. So it had to be divine intervention. I decided to call my family pediatrician without telling my parents about it even. And I told them what I was doing. Um, that was the 80s. And they really didn't know much about eating disorders. So he actually said, you'll probably be fine. It's not a big deal. And I said, no, no this is a really big deal. <laughs> you know, I need help. So Fortunately, he knew a Jungian therapist, Carl Jung, and he hooked me up with her. And I worked really hard. I was very determined to get better. So I started working with her, and that really changed my life because 
she taught me about connecting with my intuition and loving and accepting myself. And those ideas are something that I've really taken with me and um, really believe to this day that if you can connect with your intuition and love and accept yourself, you can get through anything and recover from anything, no matter what else is going on in your life. Okay, so it was there something else going on at that time? Now that you know what you know about this emotional and body connection, was there something else going on at your, in your life at that time that would explain why you were manifesting this, what sounds to me like bulimia? Well, my, like I said, my family was quite dysfunctional and I did not have any support. The reason I didn't tell my parents is because I knew they wouldn't, you know, be there for me. And it was basically, I was not able to express who I was. I didn't, didn't know who I was. You know, I wasn't able to be, be a Katie or to have any of my feelings or anything like that. So that was a big part of it. The other part of it was I was very intuitive and had all these psychic abilities and didn't know what to do with them. Um, And I was very afraid of them because I was picking up all of these spirits and things and had no outlet to express them. And that was the other thing that the Jungian therapy did was it allowed me to, for the first time, talk about them and find out that I wasn't as weird as I thought. And so... So there was a lot of a lot of things going on, um, in addition to being, being very creative and not really knowing how to express that. So you're talking about Jungian therapy. And for those of us who don't know what Jungian therapy is specifically, um, we're talking about Carl Jung, J-U-N-G, yes. who's famous in the psychology, psychiatry community. It's a particular type of way of thinking. Explain to us what that means. Sure, sure. He was a pretty amazing person. He was really ahead of his time. And his main, one of his main premises is that he talks a lot about symbolism. So in the medical intuitive world, your uh, symptoms, for example, would be symbols for what's going on in your life. Every symptom you have is really a communication from your intuition saying, you know, this is saying um, your intuition needs to hear from you. Um, you need to communicate with your intuition better. So something like pain in your legs or some issue with your legs, your legs are about moving forward in life. So Louise Hay, for example, Louise Hay's thoughts and, and ideas are very Jungian. You know, it's really figuring out what part of the body goes with which symptoms and what they mean. So Jung talks a lot about symbolism. He talked a lot about dream work, um, art therapy, communicating with God within and figuring out, you know, who you really are, being true to yourself. Also talked a lot about the shadow, which is the parts of yourself that you are afraid of or don't like that you push down. And then they come out in other ways. You know, they come out in symptoms or, or behaviors or things like that. So it's about being whole. So what inspired you to become a medical intuitive? Because I know people don't, as they're young, you weren't a little girl saying, I'm going to be a medical intuitive. And I can tell you that I didn't think as a little girl, I'm going to be a medical intuitive. I didn't even want to tell anybody I could do this. And (laughs) what happens for those of us who are intuitive, for me, it was just like, I, I didn't even realize there was anything weird or different going on until somebody else pointed it out to me. Oh, until one day I absolutely realized that 
you know, I could like not know somebody and a diagnosis will pop into my head. Now, I don't tell people diagnosis particularly. Correct. Because, um, and I'm sure we, you probably don't too. Why? Correct. Because my physician colleagues will come after me for saying a diagnosis and say that I'm practicing medicine when I shouldn't be practicing and how could I know? However, exactly. I might have a diagnosis coming to me like, acquired acromegaly or malignant hypertension. Now I, I have medical training and so right. these things will pop in. And then what I do is I start asking questions to fill in that that's right. <laughs> um, that, that's what I realized that when I was in medical training, that's what was happening a lot of times when I would get the answer and it would just come into me. I didn't realize what I was doing at the time. Right. But then later on, when I look back on it, I said, I know I was using that ability. Yeah, I graduated with honors. Yeah, I was smart. But when you're dealing right. with somebody right in front of you, it's a little bit more than that. It's a lot more than just putting together those puzzle pieces. So Absolutely. it took me years to be able to admit that I even could know something that wasn't logical. Okay. So how long did it take you to admit that you actually had this skill, this gift, this talent? Well, sort of funny because I didn't even realize I had medical intuitive abilities until five years ago. I knew that I could talk to dead people. I knew I had medium abilities. I knew that I knew all sorts of things about people that I shouldn't know or didn't know, you know, the sort of illogical things. And I started out as a licensed professional counselor, which I've been for, for 31 years. And while I was doing sessions with people, I would start channeling their dead relatives by accident, not wanting to. Um, I would see visions and scenes of their growing up and, and things about them. So when I was young, as I said, I really didn't want anything to do with this because it was scary. And after a while, I realized that, first of all, I could protect myself. It wasn't scary, but also that I couldn't run away from it. You know, it was there. And when I did counseling, it was always very intuitive. I always would just sort of, I guess, like what you said is things would come to me about maybe not the same sort of diagnostic, if you will, when you're dealing with people with mental health issues, but, but things would come into my head about their bodies or their emotions or things like that. And, and I would listen and realize when I was listening, that's when I was right. So it was always a very intuitive process anyway. And then I guess it was about nine years ago. Um, my mom got a flu shot and became paralyzed. And Whoa. yeah, and that changed my life. And when I had to stop what I was doing and take care of her and stopped my art, stopped being a counselor, it's something like that, as a lot of people know, who've had major crises or have had to stop their life to take care of loved ones, it really does change you. And so the things that I had been doing that were fulfilling that I thought where the direction I was going in my life didn't fit anymore, weren't really working. I had a lot of, you know, health issues myself from those, from that stress and, and things. So I was sort of left with feeling very unfulfilled and depressed and thinking I had all this school and this training and what God's name am I going to do with it? You know, <laughs> and I happened to see a class for a three day class for uh, Mona Lisa Schultz, who's a pretty well known medical intuitive. Who was that? I'm sorry. Say that again. Um, Mona Lisa Schultz. Oh, Mona Lisa. Oh my yes, God. Yes. 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 I yes. love Mona Lisa. Yes. Yes. Me too. So I happened to see a thing for a three day workshop and I had read one of her books and I said, you know what? I don't really know what this is, but 
I had learned so much taking care of my mom because I was her sole caretaker and I had to deal with all of the doctors and all the nurses and all the hospitals and the rehabs. And, you know, I, I was always interested in medicine anyway, because my mom was a nurse and had always looked through all those gross medical journals and books and, you know, when I was a kid and that was interesting to me. So I said, there's just something about this. And I went and, uh, you start off your class with, she just says, tell me everything you know about this animal or person or something. And I'm going to give you a name and an age. And that's all, you know, and I knew how to do it. And I just said, okay, this is really weird. But by the end of the first day, she said, I don't know what you do for a living, but you should, you know, look into pursuing this. So five years later, this is what I do full time. And I work with people all over the world. And it's pretty amazing. Okay, so that so I got to say that's really cool because um, I would say you know my mentor <laughs> I would call her my mentor just because uh, that we're talking Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz if anybody's like I want to say the name for people out there who's absolutely amazing and we connected when we met because we have similar backgrounds my background was in psychology exactly and neuroscience and what happened is when we met we start talking really shop. Because, you know, we know the intricacies of it. But what happens is she puts you on the hot seat and makes you do it. She said, let's do it. And what happens is you're not sure about it. And you think, I don't want to say anything. And then you just start doing it. And you realize, oh, my gosh, I'm really accurate. I'm really accurate at this. (laughs) Right. Right. Shockingly. Um, Yes. Yes. And um, so, so intuition is something that anybody can develop. And most people just pressed it down. Most of us have pressed it down. We don't give it any credence at all. And we think there's nothing useful about it. And so for me, I said, okay, you know what, if if I'm going to do this, it's not going to be just to impress people. So there are people who are medical intuitives, who are very talented, and they're like human MRI machines. And I'm like, that's all well and good. And it's very impressive. However, how does that help the client? And so I'm like, being an MRI machine, we got MRI, so we don't need that. We need to help people put it all together and figure out where to go and what to do. And so me telling you, you have some kind of strange tumor. Well, we already knew that. What do we do about it? So I like Mona Lisa because she is a physician. And so she puts it into here's what it is. And then we need to put together some type of plan to help people. And that means if you're a counselor, you got to help them with the emotional crap. If you do medical stuff, you got to help them with that physiology and that structure type stuff. And so I love Mona Lisa. She's not one of the more, she, people know her, but she's not like one of the ones that's like such a celebrity, right? like a lot of the other names that we know. And I'm just like, she's the real deal and the best that I know. And let me just tell you, here's, here's something else interesting. I ended up doing a training with her mentor, Winter Robinson. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. You, you helped Mona Lisa. And you know, I never, I didn't put the two together because Mona Lisa doesn't mention her name, but you, you meet these people and and all of us fell into it through a back door. So Katie, tell us exactly. I understand exactly. I understand now why you do things the way you do it. Cause I was just like, Hey, this is, this is looking pretty similar here, but explain to people when you do a reading, sure. Exactly what you do. Okay. So my process is a little bit different from a lot of others. Um, I think we all do things a little bit differently because we're our own personalities. So one of the things that I do that's different is I start with someone's name and age and that's it. 
I don't meet them. I don't talk to them. I don't see a picture, nothing. And I use the general chart that Mona Lisa uses with, um, with chakras, all of the seven chakras and physical and emotional. And I write down the characteristics, the emotional and physical characteristics. I put down, you know, some of my own stuff. So I have this blank chart that I start with and I go into a little bit of a meditative state and I just have my guides just download information onto this four page chart. And I fill that out. It takes around an hour or so. And then I do a watercolor symbolic painting of their body and emotional state as well. So, which is pretty different as well from what a lot of people do. And that gives me information in a different way. So I take all of that information and then I will, if someone's meeting with me in person, obviously I give that to them and I meet with them. If I'm meeting with someone long distance, I will email that to them before the meeting. And then we will go over all of the information that I've come up with, my guides have come up with. Sometimes the information is also for loved ones who have passed because I have medium abilities. So we'll go over all of that. The It's physical, emotional, spiritual. I deal a lot, try to deal a lot with root causes of what's, what's happening. I will also get more information while, during the meeting. And I include follow-up um, as part of it, which means... Um, helping them find practitioners in their area, such as integrative physicians, regular physicians, all of the people you mentioned in the beginning as part of their team to help verify what I've said. Like I said, I don't give a diagnosis, but I will give symptoms or I'll say, I suspect Lyme perhaps, but let's get you to, to people that I trust who can verify, who can you know test, et cetera, because I don't want it to just be here's an hour with me. And now you're on your own. I think part of my, my counseling background is case management too. So that's part of what I do. And I may recommend certain testing, blood testing and things. And I'll be like, you know, let's take a look at that and see where else you may need to go after that. So I, I have a lot of a big network of people that I work with and I'm always looking for more people that I trust as well. But that's sort of the, the nutshell. Some people will, um, will meet with me once a month you know, I also do some counseling stuff as well. So everybody, you know, has different needs. Some people have been to a lot of different practitioners and don't get the answers they want or know what they have and aren't getting well. Some people don't know what they have at all. Some people are just perfectly healthy and they just want more information about how to connect more to their intuition and and live a healthier life. So it really is a lot of different types of people that I work with. Wonderful. So what I like also is people have to understand it's not about the diagnosis. It's not about the words that are going on. People worry about, well, what do I have? Well, the body, it works in mysterious ways. And so therefore, there's not always a name for it. So to be able to language it where it looks like, you know, you're tasting sweet, and maybe you have a problem where there's elevated blood sugar, or I see you know, redness and dots around your thyroid area, it doesn't mean, oh God, you have a Hashimoto's because just somebody found symptoms that go together and put their name on it. But that's Hashimoto's is like, oh, I got that. What's the root cause of that? Correct. So when I see somebody with a hot thyroid, I'm not looking and say, oh, you have Hashimoto's. Okay, go on Synthroid. I'm looking and saying, okay, they have a hot thyroid. Why is that going on emotionally? 
but also what made it that way in the first place. And so if you may be coming at it from an emotional counseling standpoint, I'm looking and saying, your problem is dairy. (laughs) Well, and also there's so many people I work with who like a lot of the doctors I work with have people who they're helping to a point, but they're not getting better. So they refer them to me and I found out, you know what, your marriage is horrible or, or you're not standing up for yourself or you're needing to change jobs or whatever it is. But if you don't change your emotional state or you're not connecting with what you need to connect to, or you're letting people treat you like garbage, you're not going to get better. Or maybe you'll recover from one thing, but you're going to get something else. So those are the, you know, the true root causes of things as well. Yes. And so for everybody got to understand, once you see the medical intuitive, it doesn't stop there. Once you get the reading, I do see a number of people that say, well, I'm working on myself and they're doing all this emotional stuff, but they're not taking care of the structural or the physical. And so no, and I know Katie agrees with, with me that it's not just about knowing emotionally what's going on. It's about, okay, well, what do I do next? Exactly. So yes, you need to have a counselor that can help you, but you also got to get in with somebody who understands what's going on. So some of the, some of the tools I use are, you know, functional medicine type strategies to get it to cause a cause. But also for me, this is why I love one, one modality I really super love is homeopathy. Because it works with the energy. And so I know how to scan people and figure out what homeopathic remedy they can get. So after I get all the the, that, and why why is homeopathy so so powerful? Because illnesses show up in your energy system up to 20 years before they show up in your body. And so if we can do something to push your energy back in balance, then your body starts to heal and then you start having the emotional wherewithal to release. So it's about, it might be that I work with somebody and I'm like, okay, you need to go to Katie because you need that counseling piece of it. And Katie may work with somebody and say, oh, you need Dr. Veronica because she got the homeopathy thing going on right, and she can stand right. you and figure that out. And so this is about, this is not like, you know how cardiologists work together and exactly. you know it, it, GI people work together. This is the same type of, Let's, you know, tag team. Absolutely. So we get people well. It's Absolutely. not about just being the human MRI or, okay, you got breast cancer. Well, guess what? Yeah, you got breast cancer. And if you don't fix um, that nurturing of yourself, um, you're going to have a lung problem or you're going to have a heart attack. Or Absolutely. this is why you do have lymphedema. You got lymphedema because you got a heart chakra block. And let's fix that. And so I may say, you know what? I'm going to give you some what's called HCB res to help you heal that heart area homeopathically. Right. Now talk to Katie. <laughs> right. And, and genetics. And, you know, even when I do my readings, they, I see a lot of time, a lot of time spans all at the same time. Like they show me childhood, they show me all these different time spans. So sometimes it's just for verification so that the person knows that, yeah, I do know what I'm talking about, but it's also sometimes people will say, well, that happened a long time ago. Why are you showing me that? And I'll say, because all of these things have affected you, you know, and they, they're still with you. So yes, yes, it's really fascinating. So one thing, I don't know if you see this too. I, one of my, that pops in for me a lot are past life information. Mm -hmm. So I'll see, oh, you, um, you had a, you were in the civil war and your foot got cut off and that's why you had that foot pain. Oh, so, and people say, well, why is that important? 
Well, there is something important. You're having your foot pain about going forward and the symbology and that, but also it's about knowing information to be able to let go. And so sometime when I or Katie will share information with you, it's about, oh, that's not relevant anymore. I can let go of that. But why was I holding on to that? Let's talk about why was I holding on for that? And if you Absolutely. don't clear those emotional blocks, you're going to get something right back in the same area. And now let me just say, just because we are intuitives and counseling doesn't mean we don't have our own issues. And Absolutely. so, you know, I go places and work with people to remove my blocks. Why do I do that? Absolutely. Because it's important for us to be higher vibrationally than the clients that we're working with. It's well, very and if we don't address our own issues, then we're not any good to anyone, you know, and I feel yeah. like me starting my journey at 16 was one of the best things that ever could have happened to me. And people that the bulimia was a gift. If I had not gone through that, I wouldn't be myself. I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't have started young in therapy. I wouldn't have done so many wonderful things. So that really is the best thing that could have happened to me. I understood family system, even what happened to my mom, you know, because of that, I don't have contact with a lot of really toxic people anymore. And that gave me the courage to do that. You know, so there's a lot of things that, you know, you look back on and you think are horrible and they're really pretty great. But if you hold on to the anger and the fear, then they destroy you. So how do you incorporate the art piece in this? Because I've seen, I don't somewhere I've seen some of the pictures that you do, which are so interesting to look at. How do you incorporate that into helping people? Well, I think that for me, it's a really integral part of what I do because it gives a nonverbal, it gives me nonverbal information. Sometimes when I'm downloading the verbal stuff, the information I get from my guides is always right on, but it's the interpreter who can put my own stuff in it and misinterpret. So even when I'm, when I'm going over the chart with my clients, I always say, you know, your input on this is very important because I may not know what they're talking about, but you do. So I always tell them, I don't ever want you to substitute my judgment for yours. And I'm here to increase your intuitive knowledge and intuitive ability as well. This isn't about me being your guru. It's about me helping you get closer to your intuition. So the nonverbal piece of it with the art is they just show me what colors to put down and symbols and things like that. And, and I just do that. And then afterwards, I sort of do like an art therapy interpretation type of thing. So I have um, places where I go and look up colors symbolically and shape symbolically. And it's much more objective in terms of me putting my own thoughts and feelings into it. When I think I can screw it up it's harder to think when I'm just doing the painting part. (laughs) So, um, and people at first, you know, going from being a fine artist to making these things that look like a five-year-old could do them. It was a little bit intimidating thinking about showing them to people, but people really like them. And it's amazing what comes out, like, you know, people's pets who've passed. Sometimes the the things that will be pointed out in people's bodies um, and the energy. And that's a lot of the times if I don't pick up like sexual abuse or something in the written part, it'll come out in the painting part. It's really fascinating what comes out when I'm not thinking, you know, in, in the painted part. So it's, it's a really important part of things. 
Yeah. So it's just interesting because different intuitives have different areas where they, they get information and communicate that information to different clients. And so for me, I'm also musically trained like Mona Lisa. So sometimes cool. songs will start popping in my head and I'll just write down the name and they'll, and they'll pop in in a certain chakra, a certain energy level. Yes. And I'll just write what that is there. And I say to them, I don't know if I, if I feel like a t- something pops in, it's an interpretation. I will give it to them. But sometimes information pops in and we have no idea what it means. I know. But the client will know what it means. And so people, when, you, when you're with an intuitive, there's a reason they're getting that energy. There's a reason, and, and the, the most talented ones are the ones who'll say, I don't know, but I see this, or I hear that, or I taste this, or what. So the, the hardest part of this is not editing and sometimes not interpreting. For me, I will get, so some of the tools, sometimes I'll use a deck of cards. I have all these different cards that mm. I don't always use, but sometimes it'll say, okay, use those past life cards. So I'll put a past life card everywhere. And sometimes I can say this, you know, I can tell this, that, and the other thing from this particular area, but some of them, I can't do all 12 or how many chakras are there? I can't do all 14 of them. I cannot give you all 14 interpretations. I might get a, Hey, this card's the most important, or, you know, your overarching theme is this card. And it's amazing when I have that, here's your overarching theme. I picked this card for it where people will have, some understanding of exactly why that card is their overarching card. And it's amazing. So people have to understand that we all have this energy, right? And those of us who are intuitive, just we understand how to see or language that energy and, and tap into it like, Steph Curry knows how to bounce a basketball or LeBron James knows how to shoot exactly. or whoever your favorite athlete is. You know, obviously I'm a basketball person cause I do that, but we're just, everybody can bounce the basketball, but everybody's not going to shoot those three pointers like Steph Curry. And we figured out for whatever reason, we figured out how to shoot the three pointers. But the other piece of this that's important, which I respect you for a whole lot is you went and got training and you practiced it. And that's what people have to also understand. Once you realize it, you can't do it willy-nilly. You have to have a system, a strategy, and then you have to do something with that information. And so that means once you know about it, don't walk away and say, okay, that's it. I, I got this. This is reading. No, it's about getting the counseling and getting the help for it. And that's why we do this. So people will get help. And it's also, I'm, I take this so seriously and I really care about, my clients' feelings and their emotions and what I'm doing. And I think having the professional training to know, you know, I'm not going to, people will say, well, can you, do you ever tell someone they're going to die or something like that? And I'm like, no, my gosh, you know, you have to be responsible with what you tell people and you have to take this seriously. And you, you know, this is their lives. Like you said, you know, this is something that you have to do whatever training you can, you know, you can't train for every part of this, but you know, it's, it's important. It's very important. And talk, talk a little bit about the ethics of this, just because, uh, I mean, we've been around somebody that has the highest of ethics, but I right. see stories about people say, what does it mean you're a medical intuitive? I said, that's just a fancy way of saying I'm a psychic. <laughs> okay. 
Um, but you see so many stories about psychics who have really taken advantage of people on one side, but on the other side, these people who become dependent on a psychic like it's a drug. So talk a little bit about that and tell people how to know somebody who's real versus somebody who's not real or give some advice. Yeah, I think that's one reason why I do things the way I do in that not everyone's crazy enough to give somebody a written report that that takes a lot of risk. But um, so I give somebody the written report and and I send it to them before I even talk to them. So, you know, I cannot BS that I, I can't. It's it's there. So there's that. Um, I've had people say, which I love, isn't this stuff on Facebook? You know, can you just do a scan on somebody? And I got, I was interviewed on a TV show and I did um, a reading for one of the reporters and the other reporter was very nice, you know, but he said, is this stuff on Facebook? And, and the woman said, none of this stuff is on Facebook. You know, she did not know this. There's no way. So I like the way I do things. And I, and the less I know, the better, because the more I know, then my brain starts working. You know, so there's that. And I think that, that that's one of the, the ways that I've tried to stay very, very credible. But also, I've heard stories about people who, for every five minutes they spend with you, they want to charge you more or for they'll work with you for this, but then to do some energy healing thing, they want to charge you like $1,000 more or so, you know, so you really have to be aware of the cost and um, if it's realistic and People need to be paid for their time. You know, what we do does take a lot of time and we deserve to be paid for it. But you have to, you have to use your own intuition, obviously, if something doesn't feel right. And also, I tell people, don't substitute my judgment for yours. You know, what does your intuition say about what I'm saying? How does this feel? If I have somebody who, who asks me a lot of things and I feel like they're not using their judgment or they're relying on me too much, I will say what are you getting? You know, how are you feeling about this? And if you're working with someone and you feel like they're trying to foster dependence, you really need to be aware of that. And just people who, like I said, if, if someone's telling you you have cancer or that you have this or you're going to die or something like that, I mean, that's not okay. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, I'm not a lab test. I'm not a doctor. I'm not anything I work with a team to verify the things that I am saying. And if somebody tries to dissuade you from working with other professionals, that's a red flag, (laughs) you know? So I think people really, I think there's a lot of desperate people out there who have been sick and who haven't gotten the answers they need or the, the help they need. I find that a lot with the Lyme community. A lot of people who've been sick for a long time and They feel like they're never going to get better and they want to grasp at anything, you know, and tend to sort of lose sight of taking responsibility for what you can do for yourself. You feel like you're helpless and you're not helpless. And it's easy to identify with being a patient. You don't want to be a patient. You don't want to be a a disease. You're a person, you know? So I think it's just kind of things like that, that I try and think about when working with people. Yeah. So one of my things in working with people is to work with me is an investment right, and it really right, is right. an investment. Exactly. And I purposely make it an investment for a couple of reasons. First of all, you don't understand how much energy it takes to do this. Big time. Katie understands how much energy it takes. To be able to do intuitive work takes more energy than doing actual medical work. The actual medical work, it's textbook. 
It is mm-hmm. textbook. Mm-hmm. It's not for me. It's not hard. I was a very good student. I remember stuff very easily. I can recall it very easily. Right. It's textbook. You tell me what your issue is. I can tell you what to do with it. I don't even hardly have to think about it. Right. Textbook easy. To do intuitive work, it takes a lot more digging deep within me and Ooh, it's tiring. Whenever Absolutely. I work, do, it, do a reading, it is tiring. I have to make sure I have time after it to be able to rest. It's an investment. But Big the time. other reason it's an investment is because I want you to have exhausted everything else before you come to me. And you ha- I want you to really think about it and decide you really want it, number two, and also three, we have to make some type of energetic exchange. What happens a lot of time in healthcare, people say, well, why am I not getting well? Do you realize that you go to the doctor and you take, 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 take their energy, but okay. you don't even give anything back now? You don't even give anything back. You give them back $10, $50, whatever. There's not an energetic exchange and you're taking, 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 and the doctors are, doctors nowadays are very depleted. Now, that's not to say that, oh my God, you're too expensive, and so how can anybody use you? I've been surprised that people who say, I'm unemployed, will come up with, I'm like, what? Okay. How did you come up with that? I know. I, I think people figure out, if I told you I could give you a $100,000 house for $10,000, can you get it by tomorrow? you'd figure out how to get that $10,000. So the question is, what's important? Everybody has a a smartphone, which is those iPhones cost 800 bucks, right? right? Right. Or now a thousand, you would cost a thousand dollars. And so it's all about priorities. And when people say, I can't do it, I can't afford it. It's about priority. When I really do get that someone is financially limited, I say, well, can we do this? And, and I have bartered with people. If I really get it, I don't do it all the time because it takes an incredible amount of energy to do intuitive work. It just Absolutely. does. And when you start doing, you know, when, when it comes to other things, I'm just saying, like you, for you, for, for all the same thing for counseling. Counseling is easy. I learned that academically. Right. I'll tell you That's what right. to do. It's a cookie cutter approach. If I use the young Ian, here's what I'm going to do. For me, okay, I did functional medicine, cookie cutter approach. Here's where it's going to go. Here's the protocol. Here's what I tell you to eat based on. And, and it seems like it's difficult, but it's not. But when you do intuitive work, what's beautiful about intuitive work is it's going to be very customized, Absolutely. very individualized. There's not going to be a particular protocol that goes along with it, which is when you use an intuitive correctly, you can get better quicker. You can get better quicker. So later on down the line, it ends up being a better investment than all the years that you've stayed sick for free. (laughs) And people don't realize what you do behind the scenes too, because you, you know, you like look up things or you may interact with them in different ways or interact with other professionals for them. So it's not just the time you spend with them at all. Oh, yeah. I, I, after doing a reading, I'm just like, okay, I need a nap. I, I got, oh, yeah. So, so understand, people have to understand. The other part of it is I also am not into the, the nickel and diming like Correct. you talk about. I'm not going to say, okay, you know, five minutes is this and then every Correct. time. I'm like, here's what it is up front. And exactly. here's a different service. If you want this, it's this. If you want this, it's this. I'm the same and way. I also do the Mona Lisa way of I'm going to give you five minutes. And if you're not happy, we close the reading. I'm giving you your money back. Are you happy or not right now? Do you want to go on? No one's ever said no. Yep, <laughs> um, that's where I send this stuff beforehand. 
I'm like, if you, if does this all make sense? Yep. Let's go. Exactly. Yes. So kvbeacher.com. I love, you know, I, I know how you now, you know, the background more because of how you do it to get a report is, is absolutely beautiful. After I do the, I usually send my stuff afterwards. I, I like show them, okay, here's what I got on you right here. And I'm going to send you after what's going on just because what happens is people look at it and they have no idea what they're looking at. And, you know, there's, there could be information on there that's frightening, um, right, right. People frightening information by email, and they're scared, and they don't yes. know what to do. I'm very careful what I write, believe me. <laughs> yeah, so if you have a heart, a heart problem or you have a cancer, the doctor ain't giving you the report over the phone. They're like, That's you, right. you got to come in. So I operate that way. you got to come in because I'm not going to give you this scary information. Unless, of course, if you want a recorded reading, I'm giving you the recording and I'm always going to put ahead of time, not a medical diagnosis, medical exactly. psychotherapy. I always make all of my clients, even my functional medicine and homeopathy clients, they have to be working with another healthcare practitioner so that they have somebody that they can go to. Although, you know, a lot of times they want to quit their other healthcare practitioners. <laughs> Right, right. Um, but I want, I would like somebody that if I see something that I'm concerned about, we can pick up the phone and I can make a phone call and say, here's what I'm concerned about and let's talk. Let me just give all your information again, katiebeecher.com. You, you probably can see the writing on, a, on the Zoom, katiebeecher.com, medical intuitive, Jungian therapist, got over her bulimia, got through her difficult dysfunctional childhood to be able to serve as a medical intuitive. So Katie, any parting words? Um, it was absolute pleasure talking with you and I look forward to um, referring clients and maybe we'll share some clients and um, I would love to get you meet you in person someday. And, and this was a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much, Katie. Thank you for listening to the wellness revolution podcast. If you want to hear more on how to bring wellness into your life, visit DrVeronica.com. See you all next week. Take care.